0: not going to be the Alabama coach. We're, 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 It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play.
1: i have put a Lindo Mari up there before I, I like I,
0: Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it. and ruined the Dolphins entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Oof! that new intro, that new intro though. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls dolphin fans of all ages welcome back to the batter fence fans podcast i am your host the bearded fanatic that is my co-host the Batter jets fan himself daniel g danny how are you doing tonight sir? i am
1: doing pretty great i still don't have a starting quarterback for my next season
0: but all things considered can't complain all right man well listen it's exciting times exciting like we, we talked about the last two weeks all points lead to you having a starting quarterback of the caliber of aaron Rodgers. Our team mm-hmm. gets, keeps filling up itself on defense. You better. You know? but uh, You better. Sir, we have an exciting guest today. We have an exciting yes, guest do. from the depths of 560 QAM. He has some good ties. We got Mr. Solano Daniel on the show. What's up, sir? How's it going, boys? How's it going? It, it's going amazing, man. Listen, Danny has been feeding me that. This is going to be an exciting show because of your equal fandomness of the Miami Dolphins. And usually, you know, I have some pretty big Dolphin fans on the show, but I, when it comes to purebred Dolphin fan, meaning you've been a Dolphin fan since you could walk, those are very rare and minimum and in between. So I'm glad you're on the show today.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, since I was born, you know, I bleed aqua and, and
0: orange. I like that. Well,
1: I like that <laughs> ugly ass colors. How did that even happen? Miami, who chooses aqua? They should have done gray. With the do- isn't a dolphin gray.
0: Danny, I mean, are you are on you, are you here to start talking shit about our colors now? Is that what we're doing? I isn't it not isn't a jet gray? Isn't a right. Jet gray? I mean, right. Like, right. No,
1: jets are different colors. You can just paint it whatever color you want.
0: I mean, is is you that, guys just, we're doing, you guys just paint we're doing? green, right? Right. You're literally the same color as the Philadelphia Eagles. Were you that lazy that you said, you know what? We're gonna do what they did, and we're just gonna pick green and white as well. Is that what it was?
1: I need to find out who existed
0: first, but that that's for another show. All right, time. that is for another Go show. Ahead. But nonetheless, Daniel, I, I want to get started with you. Obviously, being the guest on the show, I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit here before we get started on these topics. Tell me first and foremost when your fandom actually started, like what's your, your fondest first memory of the Miami Dolphins? And who of all the caliber of players you heard some of my favorites um during the intro, who's your all time favorite Dolphin?
2: Um, all right. Good question. So the first one, my uh, the first fond memory I have, it was in the mid 90s. The Dolphins were playing, the Cowboys at home. And mm. my aunt uh, had a boyfriend at the time who was a Cowboys fan, diehard Cowboys. He was trying to get me to be a Cowboys fan. Mm. Took me to the football game, you know, with my aunt. And I was like, nah, I remember the Dolphins won. I was like, yeah, never, never again. I was like, from that moment on, I was like, Dolphins through and through. Cowboys losing, I love it. Yeah, and and from that point on, I was a Dolphins fan. So sometime, I can't tell you the exact date, but sometime in the mid-90s, you know, I was in, I don't know, maybe like nine, ten years old. Yeah. Uh, That's, you know, that's when I became a Dolphins fan. And I have to say, my favorite Dolphins player of absolute all time has to be Jason
0: Taylor. Ooh, that, that's that's an easy one for me as well because, like, you see Danny shaking his head. He hates he hates Jason Taylor for some reason. For, for some reason. For some reason. I don't know why. He even went to play for your team. I know. He talks so happy. much
1: shit about – no, no, no. He's talks so much shit about Jets fans, about how the real New Yorkers root for the Giants and all this other crap. Fact. And they live in Manhattan. Oh, Fact. I, here, man. I can't stand that guy.
0: He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a great player. He's a great person. He's a fan of the show. You know, Danny, you know, he's the fan of the show. Well, his sister is, but that's he, neither here nor there. But Danny, we're going to get started on some topics. And some of the ones that we big ones we've been talking about is uh, two key players that we lost over the, over the last couple of uh, oh, last couple of days. And um, th- uh, Solana, I want to come to you first, because me and Danny spoke about this last week for me or well, for you bigger loss to the Miami Dolphins off season Is it Trent Sherfield or Mike Gusecki?
2: For me, it's Mike Gusecki.
0: Ooh, Oof. OK.
2: Uh, that that for me is is Mike Kosicki. I think I think he was a pretty good uh, blocking tight end for us. Obviously, he was really good over the middle. I mean, he could stretch the field as a tight end. I don't think we used him um, as as maybe he he could you know he should have been used. Maybe we should have right. used him a little more over the middle to to stretch it a little bit more, get the ball to him a little bit more. Yeah. But I think Trent Shurfield is a player that's replaceable, and I think we if if not, if I'm not. Incorrect. I believe we signed somebody. Didn't we sign Braxton Berrios today from uh, or, or were we rumored that we're talking to him? From, no, you got him. Uh, he, he's he official. We he's did. official. It's yeah. official. So so not, not only, you know, is he coming back, you know, the, uh, to, to, to the place where he started, you know, at the U. So he's coming back to play, you know, where, where his roots are from. He's in Miami, Miami through and through. So, hey, I can't wait to see him, you know, run those uh, crossing routes over the middle and scoring touchdowns on the Jets.
0: For sure. Danny, bigger loss. Mike Giseki, Trent Sherfield uh Trent Sherfield uh
1: Geseki I, I didn't think he was a very good blocking tight end and that's that's why he didn't get that much playing time uh, but when you are when you're going to try to replace Trent Sherfield with Braxton Barrios not I'm not even going to talk on the field off the field the guy's on a reality TV show and he just moved to Miami you that guy's not going to do shit here I mean, he's going to be so distracted with his reality TV and his Miami life you guys lost him forget it if he if he couldn't succeed in New England He's not succeeding down here in Miami. Maybe on punt returns. He'll get right. Special that's teams. A, that's a solid, I'm that's talking a solid about, pickup, you know? Yes, but I'm talking about as a, as a replacement for Trent Shurfield. That That's not
0: mm. – Trent I, in my opinion. I think Trent Sherfield is what Cedric Wilson was supposed to be. I, I think that one of the things we were making fun of last week on the Jet Show, Danny, was the – the lack of use of that tight end. See, I even forgot his name already. The one that Aaron Rodgers supposedly wanted on his wish list. What's the name?
1: Oh, Mercedes Lewis.
0: Mercedes Lewis. I think he was used as much as Mike Isecki was used last year. So for me, I can't consider him the bigger loss because he only had 32 catches last year, 362 yards. I think that could be easily replaced He's because, it, up too. because he, he didn't do a lot. Um, I think he'll have a better career in New England with Mac Jones. I, and the only reason I'm saying that, not because I believe in Mac Jones or by any stretch of the imagination, I just think he'll be used more in that system than what he was being used here in Miami. For me, it's definitely Trent Sherfield. man. I, I was telling Danny, I thought we picked up Cedric Wilson, and Cedric Wilson was going to be that guy. He was going to come from Dallas and all of a sudden just be that same guy. He was playing with Amari Cooper. He was playing with CD Lamb, and he was just going to be that great third option. I think he had better snaps at quarterback than he did wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. So he was the emergency quarterback. He was. And then for me, the, what Trent Sherfield was bringing to the team, it, for me, it's the bigger loss. I think we will recuperate from it with Braxton Berrios. Bringing River Craycraft back as well is also going to help in being able to get some of that production out. But then at the end of the day, it's really the Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle show. So I don't think either or is going to be de- a detriment to the Miami Dolphins. But I, I, I'd i also go with Trent Sherfield.
1: Well, to that to that point, I do think whoever the third receiver is, is going to have a crazy opportunity to get some receptions. So I do think Trent Shurfield benefited from the situation that he was in, but he made the most out of that situation. Now, I thought Cedric Wilson might do that. I I told you I wasn't sold on Cedric. I don't think Braxton Barrios is going to be that guy. I think they Cedric Wilson's still on the team. Yes. So I I think that they're going to try to make that happen because I hope so. I mean, I, I can't. I can't imagine Brexton Barrios being somebody that you count on as a third receiver.
0: To your credit, you told me as soon as we picked him up, Cedric Wilson's not going to be that guy, and he ended up not being that guy for us. So obviously, big call on your side. But let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Solana, we picked up – well, I'm sorry. We re-signed Nick Needham. We, we re-signed a couple – I mean, we signed a couple of linebackers. We always, still. We already had a good core, and we obviously added Jalen Ramsey. Porter ended up not coming to the Miami Dolphins, but I was always telling Danny, yeah, it would be great to add him, but we didn't need him. Brandon Jones is that guy on the other side of Javon Holland. And I think that's really all we need back there. So when you just look at it on paper, because and the reason I say on paper, because it was a part of Jalen Ramsey's introductory press conference, which I'm sure you heard. He said on paper, this is an elite defense and an even more elite secondary. When you look at this team, just a defense side of the ball, me and Danny preach all the time, running game and defense wins championships. When you look at this Miami Dolphins defense, especially with the addition of Vic Fangio, who hasn't had a work, Anything worse than a top five defense in his career as a defensive coordinator, you have to automatically assume on paper this team is ready for a Super Bowl contention ship.
2: Absolutely. I mean, on the defensive side, this this team is definitely on paper ready for Super Bowl. Now we have to worry about the offensive side. I know, uh, I don't know if you mentioned, but we did also uh resign uh Andrew Van Ginkle. He correct, uh, yeah, yeah. Today re- we knew him today. So so that, that's a big pickup because a couple years ago he was fantastic he, for us. He was a stud. Um, and having him and Chubb, I mean, I think it's unbelievable. You saw our front four was fantastic last year. Um, I mean, really adding adding Jalen Ramsey. I mean, if, if he can not be the Jalen Ramsey of last year and be the Jalen Ramsey of the years of the before, year before. Yep. Then I mean, where are you throwing at? I mean, you can't throw at X, you can't throw at J. I mean, where where are you gonna throw at? I mean, what over the middle? I don't think so. I don't I mean, I don't know. If
0: we can get to the quarterback, it's gonna be rough. I'm glad that you said that because that's one of the points that I've been bringing up over the last couple of weeks. And I think that our only weakness right now is the linebacker room. Ginkgo's awesome off the edge. Jerome Baker's good at attacking the run. He's a great sideline to sideline, but pass catching. I mean, uh, being able to cover the, the passing, pass catching tight ends out of the, out of the backfield running backs. None of that works for Jerome Baker right now. So I think that's really our only weakness, but with some of the linebacker additions, I think we're going to figure out, we're going to figure that out. Danny goes to you you're, you're hoping Aaron Rodgers comes to not because I don't think any other quarterback currently on your roster aka Zach Wilson can do anything against this defense we made Josh Allen look bad at times last season as well Mac Jones is what Mac Jones is so there's a little fear in your mind right as far no. as facing this defense oh wow you're so disrespectful sir
1: no, I'm gonna tell you why Jalen Ramsey. I respect, even though I think he's taking a step back, and maybe he can get back to what he was before. I have no fear in Xavier and Howard. Wow, I don't think that he's gonna get wow. back to what he was. I'm not sure how he was a Pro Bowler last year when he had a doesn't like a matter one year off. All Dolphin fans were like, "Why the hell is he a Pro Bowler?" I, right. I still don't understand why he made it, and I I think that he might benefit because Jalen Ramsey will take receiver one, so he can get so it's gonna be a little. You know, not as difficult for him because he's not gonna have the responsibility of recovering the best receiver. Yeah, but I, I think when you see a cornerback take a step back, they rarely get back to the form as their as their career progresses. Now you said that he was injured. Okay, maybe if yeah. that's the case, yeah. then maybe. But the cornerback defensive backs, you guys are elite. Linebacker, you guys are still kind of weak.
0: That's Jerome Baker you said
1: he can't defend the tight end. Nope. You guys got this guy from t- the Titans with David David Long wasn't? Yeah. David Long. I was looking into him. His weakness, pass coverage. I mean, yes. that's the same for most linebackers,
0: but that's his weakness. Yeah. He's a great blitzer. Yes. But Fangio doesn't blitz. So hey, he's a great run stuffer as well, which again, yes. we're, we're yes. stopping the run out of the out of your backfield. So your
1: line should be good. Bradley Chubb, we'll see how he does on the Fangio. He's he's failed on him before, hopefully he he steps it up this time. But yeah, your your defensive backs, I guess are the strong point but with Xavier back, Howard back there, no, I, I don't fear it at all, honestly.
0: You're talking about a, a defense that's a, it's not going to be just man, like you said. It's not going to be a lot about blitzing. It's going to no, be a lot no. about zone coverage. Don't, they don't blitz. Cover six, cover four. So you're going to be throwing into a lot of trap situations. So as much as he, does, you don't fear him anymore as a man to man What your linebackers can't cover,
1: not trap shit. But our
0: corners can, our corners can, our nickels can. One Nick of them, Nick Needham yes, is back. Nickel, Cater, Look, Cater I would need him over Xavier Howard. Oh, you are so disrespectful! Do you see this shit, Solana? Do you see yeah, what I got to deal with, shit? Uh, you know what? Know. We had the same back and forth about Cedric Wilson last year, how did that end up? You were you were right about one. Doesn't mean you're going to be right about everything going down the line. What I do want to ask you, maybe you know, maybe you know a little bit more about him than I do, Solana. What about the addition of Malik Malik Reed that happened uh, yesterday? Is that going to be a big addition to our to our defense?
2: So I had a report about him earlier today from uh, from Barry Jackson on the Miami Herald, and yeah. he seemed pretty high on him. So he was you know, he, he reported when he reported the Van, Vink, uh, the Van Ginkle signing yeah. that basically our outside linebackers are Van Ginkle, Chubb, um, this guy Malik Reed and, yeah. and one other guy. And I mean, he seems really, really high on him. So I trust Barry Jackson. I, you know, I think he's he, he has good sources. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic. And I think those four guys are really going to set the tone
0: for us on the on the edge. What you see next season is a, as far as our defensive line. You see Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer as far as our three down linemen. Absolutely, okay, absolutely, absolutely.
2: And and let, let me tell you, that's not the only Mike that we got that
0: I like. By the way, what other Mike do Reson- you like? Mike White. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk <laughs> about that. We're gonna talk. Sorry, All Don't don't sorry. Don't, dry- <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. We're gonna talk about him here in a second. But talking about Mike White. Yes, yes, that deserved, well it. That deserved well it. That deserved it. Talking about Mike White, talking about the quarterback room, still lacking options at O line. Now, I've been beating this with a stick since Ryan Tannehill was our quarterback. I am sick and tired of drafting offensive linemen. I said, if you're going to draft, I mean, if you're going to get offensive, it has to be through the draft. People that you know that you've laid your eyes on for the last three, four years, that you know you're going to be able to plug and play and be able to block for you. Connor Williams, for example, came from the Dallas Cowboys and just had a tremendous season at center for the Miami Dolphins. I'm like, if you follow that blueprint, you're going to sign another one of these guys at right tackle, left guard, because I don't care what people say about Austin Jackson coming back from injury and Liam Eichenberg, These guys haven't shown me anything in three to four years to say that they're the answer at left guard or right tackle. If we would have just filled one of those holes, I would have felt okay with it. But Solana, I am assuming you're on the same boat with me here. Regardless of who's at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, for the foreseeable future, you're still not giving them a chance to succeed by not filling in these holes. I mean, has that not always been our problem?
2: Right. Since 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 Marino? I mean, look, you had Jay Fiedler was always sacked. You had Brian Greasy back there was always sacked. Ray Lucas was always sacked. I mean, we can keep going down the line. Every single quarterback that we've had since Marino has unfortunately been sacked a million times in, 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 in a Dolphins uniform, and we haven't been able to put together a good offensive line since maybe, maybe since we had Ricky Williams and even when Ricky Williams was here, you know, he was doing most of the work, he wasn't really running behind that line. I I remember him complaining, you guys are giving me the ball 400 times a year. You know, what do you expect? Of course, (laughs) I'm going to lead the league. So, I mean, I understand it. We we understand why, you know, why he left to go do what he did. You know, he was in pain. We get it. But, but I mean, in all honesty, I mean, that's been our, our, I think our biggest issue, I think since I've been a Dolphins fan, you know, since I've been a Dolphins fan is the offensive line. I can't remember. I, I think we, maybe we've only drafted two really good offensive line. What Jake long, Laramie Tunsil. I think we drafted. I, maybe like, a couple Mike, others. I like Mike Pouncy as, lo- as well. My, Mike Pouncey. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up other than Mike Pouncey. I mean, we ended up trading the other two.
0: I agree. Um, you, you, you take it back to Tim Ruddy. He was a free agent acquisition. He wasn't drafted. Um, you talk about Richie Incognito, a stud at left guard. He was absolutely. picked up. He wasn't drafted. It's like, it shows that the Dolphins, like for example, the Jets can't draft quarterbacks. We can't draft offensive linemen. The Detroit Lions can't draft the wide receivers except for Calvin Johnson. But you remember, they drafted wide receivers year after Three year years. after Three year, first rounds in a row. Right? And Calvin, they couldn't. Calvin Johnson, it, Mike Williams, and somebody else, Charles, Charles Rogers, and they <laughs> couldn't and they couldn't hit it. I feel like that's our kryptonite. Like we do not know how to draft offensive linemen. But it's like we picked up Dan Feeney. You know what he was? He was a backup. It's like we also it's picked not up another very good either. Right. We we picked up another um sorry, we didn't pick him up. We re-signed one of our other practice card players. It's like this is good for death, but this is not good for starting. Danny, right. I'm preaching. I, I don't know what else I could add to that. I think Solana hit it out of the park. We are still missing offensive linemen. And now kind if of we you had you-
1: to if you I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, if yeah. you had to choose between drafting one and then signing the other, would you Sign a veteran tackle or a veteran guard and then draft the other.
0: I would I would sign a veteran tackle. I would draft a guard. I think tackles okay. are harder to come by than it is guards.
1: I agree. Now, if you look at the free agents that are available, I don't see any tackles that are worth signing. Nope. So I think you might have to go with the guard, maybe like a, a Dalton Risner from the Broncos. For sure. Yeah, he wasn't necessarily the best guard in the league, but he was always healthy. He was always available and he was relatively above average. That would be a decent guard option. And then just try your luck at, at, at the draft for a tackle. Do you guys have a first-round pick this year?
0: No. No. That's right, Tyreek Hill. Uh,
1: so, but but you guys have – And Bradley Chubb, sir. Right, yeah. but I understand that this, and Tom Brady. Uh, this draft, Sean from Brady. what I've heard, from what I've heard, it's three tackles that stand out in the draft, yeah. and the rest are okay options in later rounds. Yeah. So you might not get one of the top three – but you'll have some decent options later on, in the second, and third round. So I say you guys go after a guard in free agency and try to draft that tackle in the draft. But um, yeah, man, that, that I don't understand why you guys keep stacking up on the. Honestly, with Fangio, I honestly think that yes, it's great that you guys have a star-studded defense. Yes, but if you guys didn't have a star-studded defense, I, I think you could make the most confident. of what we have. Yes, yeah. I still I would still be confident that he could do a lot with whatever he has. But you guys just kept giving them players, which isn't bad. But when your offensive line is your biggest weakness, I feel like that should have been addressed and just let Fangio work with what he got.
2: Yeah, I mean, you we guys had scoring... a good defense last year already. Yeah, but we, when Tua was playing last year, we were scoring in the high twenties, low thirties last year. And yeah, but you have to remember those last two our, games our, our defense you like shit. Yeah, but that was that was again going back to the offensive line. I mean, really, at the end of the day, when Tua got time to throw, he was—I mean, he was fantastic. And I've been. And and I've been to a hater, you know, number one since day one because, you know, I just I just I didn't I didn't think he was a real deal. But hey, Mike McDaniel came in and you know he was like, "Yo, Solana, he's the real deal." And yeah. hey, he showed you know he showed me. You give him some time, you give him some weapons. The don't guys. Worry, gonna Manny find was him,
1: upset bro. when
0: you got drafted. Also, I was, I was, I was but I, I I ate my crow. I ate my crow. But Danny, it goes back to what we talked about last week while we while we close out this. Um, this subject is that we, I said, I wanted to sign one. I didn't want to rely on the draft and here we go. We're going to have to rely on the draft. But my thinking was we could draft a linebacker. I think linebackers, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but you could find a stud linebacker in the second round. And that's our first pick is going to be in the second round. Now you have to worry about, like you said, drafting a, a tackle, drafting a guard, drafting a linebacker. Now you're putting yourself in a position where you're like, all right, free just see we we had to part. Now we have to do it with this. So, a lot of Melvin Ingram. I'm sorry, you guys aren't bringing Melvin Ingram back. He's so far, we haven't. He's a free agent right now. Yeah, so I'm saying, but I felt like he played very well for you guys last year. I, I, I agree, I think he did play well. But, but how many defensive ends and, and outside linebackers are you going to bring in? It goes to your point. How much more, how many more players can you possibly bring in?
1: No, you're right. I forgot that they brought in some, some and remember, linebacker already. you
0: also have Emmanuel Ogba still in the contract. And Drew Rosenhaus already came out and said that he will be back next year. All oh. right.
1: Oh, I feel bad for you guys. Stop,
0: shut up. Shut up.
1: Uh, you know that you were disappointed in him you, last year, too.
0: That's fine, but he got hurt. You know, everybody. Oh, can that's have, right. Xavier Howard you know? got hurt. You know, I got you go. hurt. Listen, you you're, go. you're going based off of one year, but then you take away everything else they did before so, that. Come on now. Come on. Now. What am I supposed to go off of two years ago? Yeah, yeah, go off two years ago. He if he looked Why? great, if he looked great for five years oh, ago, yeah. so, Xavier so, Howard. Okay, so if Tua was like should... had
1: two years ago, yeah, but last year he was almost the MVP. Let's go off of last year. How convenient. Yeah, yeah it is convenient.
0: That's exactly uh, where we're uh, gonna go based off of. But uh, I get of let's get to the let's get to the subject at hand that I know Solana is really excited to talk about. Now, Miami Dolphins officially picked up Tua's fifth-year option. And me and Danny talked about this last week, Solana. And I uh-huh. said it was a smart move. From the financial aspect of it, because I said, let's say that he comes back this season, and he does remain healthy for all 17 games. Or is it, it is 17 games, right? I am right on that. It is 17. You are
2: games. Right. It's, it
0: still is right. And he's has another season before he when before when he got hurt with the concussions and all that. That stretch that he was like literally in the running for the MVP. If he comes back and has another season like that, and you haven't picked up his fifth year option, you're going to be in the Daniel Jones predicament where now you're going to have to really pay him. Now you know for sure whether he balls out next year or not, he's only getting that $24 million in year five. So that's my point in saying I like the pickup. I think you have a lot more to add than I do on this, so the floor is yours, sir. When it comes to picking up his fifth-year option, smart or not? I have to echo your sentiments. I think it's smart money-wise.
2: I don't – obviously – uh, you know, my number one choice would be to go after Lamar Jackson. See if we can trade for him. Hmm. That would be my number one option.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, we'll talk on, about it here. Only, but 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 I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you my reasoning why why behind that, and it's okay. mainly it's mainly due to to his durability. We've we've already shown in in the three seasons he's been here that we can't protect him. So if we protect him and he remains injured, then mm-hmm. that twenty four million that we pick up is essentially kind of dead cap, you know, dead cap space because he's not playing. So and then we pick up Mike White, you know, oh, great Mike White, uh, wonderful. So you know we we're still left without a quarterback. So essentially, you know, I I don't I don't understand, you know, like yes, it's great, fantastic, but like you said, if he balls out, maybe we can trade him next year. And I'm hoping he balls out because if he balls out, that means that we're gonna ball out, and maybe we can finally get a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I don't know, but hey, uh, like I'm you pushing said, forty, my- so
0: I I do hope that we get one at least in our lifetime.
2: I mean, me too. I'm getting up there too, so yeah. you know, you know, well, I'm, I'm confident that we will. I don't know if Tua's gonna. Lead How us long to the do you guys plan, expect but. to live?
1: I hope we have hey, another listen. forty years in
2: us. Jesus Christ! Well, I, I hope. I well, hope. in these forty, we haven't won so. Right. <laughs> 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 so well, I don't know about the next forty, but hey, man, like, like, uh, like my brother says, man, double O, double uh, O agent Greer. Uh, yes. You know he 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 you know he he made the moves this offseason, I think to 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 take us to the next step. If Tua can come back healthy, if Tua can stay healthy, it's an awesome signing. It's the right signing um, unless we were going to go after somebody else like a Lamar Jackson or somebody, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers or something like that. That would be my only other option. Uh, I'll, I'll Aaron
0: Rodgers. I'll, I'll, pick on, I'll pick on two of your items so far. Let's talk about the GM real quick. One thing that I don't think we give enough credit for, like people really – if you've been a Dolphin fan for, let's say, more than 10 years, if you've been a Dolphin – you know – how bad our GMs have been. Like, Rick we've Spielman? been terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> Rick Spielman, Jeff Ireland, Mike Tannenbaum. We're talking about year after year after hey, year. Hey, Mike terrible. Tannenbaum. I
1: like Mike Tannenbaum. That
0: guy is terrible. He dropped at you, Mark Sanchez. Shut up, butt fumble. That guy has two so- AFC championships also. Yeah, your defense. Not Mark Sanchez. Yeah, built by it. him. Stop it. So, when it comes to GMs, please lay off of Chris Greer. For those of you still remaining, lay off this guy. This guy is doing everything he can to put a winner on the field. And I'm very happy to have Chris Greer as a GM. When it comes to GMs in the league, Baltimore Ravens GM, the Jets, Joe Doug is showing that he's doing a great job of building a team up there, and Chris Greer. I put them all on the same line one after the other. The other thing is, talking about Tua, I'm glad that we're at the point that we could say the only knock we have against him now is his inability of staying healthy. Like, we know that the guy can play. We know that the guy can ball. It's just a matter of him staying on the field because nobody's knocking him as a player anymore. Now it's just a matter of, like, dude, stay healthy. To Danny, what I the point I made to Danny last week, Solana, was last year was just concussions. And I think that you could go based off of a one-off. Yeah, he hit his head pretty bad a couple of times, right? But other than that, his body was able to maintain healthy. When he was in there, he was taking hits, and guess what? He would get right back up. Obviously, the concussion took him out of the game because that was a devastating bad hit. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I think that he can come back and stay healthy. I think that outside of the concussions, he's put enough muscle on his body to be able to take the hits and take the longevity of an NFL year. So, Danny, off to you, sir. Tua stays healthy. I know you're smiling already, and I want to drop it on your hands. Tua stays healthy. There's no way in hell you can't say that the Dolphins aren't Super Bowl contenders right now.
1: Oh, we're talking Super Bowl already. Right, um, we're talking Super well, Bowl. Well, I know he he did the whole jujitsu thing, so he could learn how to fall properly, yes. right? Yes, he did. So I felt like once I heard that, I was like, then I gotta give him an offensive line. All right, um, Super Bowl <laughs> that's, contenders. That's why. That's why because he took jujitsu, they're not gonna give him an offensive. They, line. They're like, they're like, we don't know if we're gonna be able to protect you, so just. Be prepared to fall safely is what wow. it's cheaper. Said. It's
2: cheaper to pay for your jujitsu classes than to pay for an offensive box for sure. Facts,
1: for facts, sure. And you probably facts. got world class jujitsu classes. So absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um. Just and I before I, I go on to to the Super yeah. Bowl talk Well, the reason I, to, the
0: reason I let I led you into it is because the main piece is Tua. So with yeah, Tua staying healthy, I agree.
1: I agree. I agree. Well, real quick, Solana said that he would want Lamar Jackson. Oh, because, yeah. I was going to touch because, on that one too, but go ahead. Because, because Tua is constantly injured. Just I know we, Manny doesn't like me going back two years, okay? No. But two years ago, Tua played 13 games. Lamar Jackson played 12. Last year, Tua played 13 games. Lamar Jackson played 12. So just putting that out there, Tua and Lamar Jackson both can't stay on the field. And
0: Pukes give me Sunday. Tua's arm any day. Yeah, but over, I'll take Lamar over, Jackson's legs. Of course, you would. But that that game, that game isn't. You can't do it for a long time.
1: No, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him for like the next eight years.
0: And giving him a fully guaranteed contract, Solana, you're cool with giving Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract based on his play style. Me, yes. Uh, his play style's one would scare me. Right. Yeah, was- I mean,
2: I mean, he, yeah, he relies on his legs a lot, but, but I'll tell you this, man, Mike McDaniel has has proven to be a some sort of offensive okay. genius. So, okay. so I think he'd be able to build an offense around, you know, a player like Lamar Jackson, okay. somebody who could okay. use his legs, and so that's why I would say yes. Okay. Then I appreciate um, that input. Th- then for I sure. I think
1: the I think the contract is what scares everybody off. Like, if you were to tell me, hey, you have a chance to sign Patrick Mahomes, or you just got to give him a thirty-seven year, fully guaranteed contract. I'm, like, yeah, I'm doing it.
0: I'm doing it
1: I'm doing right it. now. He could, he could like, probably yeah. take from like 17 of those 37. I'll take Bro, it. I'm, I'm Lamar signing,
2: Jackson. I'm signing Tom Brady to do a $35 million deal <laughs> th- if, he, if he wants to come back to the Dolphins this year.
1: I still say he's going to be the quarterback wow. week one. Wow. And I'm not going to let it wow. go until week one comes and, and goes. For who? For Brady the Dolphins? Training. Yes, yes. He's
0: he, He's been preaching this for weeks <laughs> now. For weeks I wish. Now. Since I wish. last
1: year, I've been saying that. <laughs> so, right, Danny, no Tom Brady. Even without Tom Brady. There you go. No Tom Brady. No Tom Brady. Even without Tom Brady, I think that if Tua can stay healthy, he's proved that he can use his weapons effectively. The Tyree kills, the Jalen Waddles. We don't have Shurfield anymore, but whoever they get, I'm sure he could find them also because of his accurate quick passing. So I I do think if he can stay healthy, you guys have a very uh, viable chance of becoming a Super Bowl contender. Now, why don't I say Super Bowl contender for sure? The offensive line for sure. Because the health is a big if. And until, I don't know what the hell happened on the road last year. And I'm assuming with Fangio that'll change. But you guys were so terrible defensively on the road that I need to see it for at least one or two games. Because that was just really odd that you guys had the second best overall home defense and were dead last on the road. It didn't make any sense to me. A lot of the players are still the same. So I guess it falls on coaching, hopefully, because if it falls on coaching, then it'll be fixed. If it doesn't fall on coaching and it's because the players that are on your squad for some reason get, I don't know, shaken with the crowd noise or something, then that's still going to be an issue. So after a game or two of that, then I could I feel a little more comfortable in saying that you guys are Super Bowl contenders, because I always told Manny, if you guys make the playoffs but you don't have home field, you guys aren't going anywhere because your defense is atrocious on the, on the road, even though you guys played well against Buffalo in January. But with Skyler Regardless. Thompson at quarterback. Right. right. So but that's what I had been saying all year is you guys need a home playoff game because on the road, your defense is just a, it's just completely different. It just so, I don't know what happens.
0: So Lana, before you jump in there, I, I and I know that it'll probably feed into what you're about to say. I think a lot the reason I say, and, and Daddy knows this. I've never once in my career as a Dolphins fan have said the Dolph, this is the year. This is the year the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. But I, I'm flirting with that line for the simple reason that we were able to go up to Buffalo with Skyder Thompson and punch the Bills in the mouth and only lose by three points in their home field. Now, I'm not saying we would have made it the rest of the way, even if we got rid of Buffalo, because you still have to deal with Joe Burrow. You still have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. You still have to deal with a couple badass quarterbacks in the AFC. But what I'm saying is I'm inching closer to be like, we're flirting with that.
2: No, no, I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. with you 100%. Like, and I said it, if we, can, if we can find a way to keep Tua healthy, and we can find a way to keep, you know, our weapons healthy because you know Tyreek Hill has been known to miss a little bit of time. Waddle has been known to miss, miss a little time as well. Those guys can stay healthy. I have yeah. no doubt in my mind. Super Bowl contenders, no doubt, no doubt. We're definitely top five. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, buddy.
1: No, it's okay. I look. I, I expect my team to be horrible. If we get Aaron Rodgers, I'm so somehow we'll still fuck this up. I have no problem admitting that. Like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um,
0: no, I I see you, like, I'll see you at the game, though. I will go yeah. to the
2: Dolphins-Jets game.
0: Well, you got to make sure Danny makes it out. You got to make sure Danny makes it out to the Jets game first, you know.
1: I make it out. Fuck you. All right. Okay. So, real quick, I had a question for you guys. I know we, we all feel pretty confident in Tua if he can stay healthy yeah. and the offensive line can uh, protect him. Yeah. But I want to bring you guys back to the last three games he played. Oof. Okay. He got injured that third game, I understand. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. The game. No, no. But – he did not look good, those three games. Yep. Like, everybody keeps saying, hey, we didn't have two at to end the year because he missed the last three games. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but the last three games he did play, he played poorly. The good run he had, the MVP run, was that soft part of the schedule where you guys were beating up on teams like the Texans and stuff. Does yep. that, at any point, give you just a little doubt? And don't bring up the Ravens' fourth quarter game, please. I won't. Because I understand that that was one fourth quarter. But I'm talking about those three games. Does it add all... Just give you a little bit of doubt about what we
0: saw last year from Tua. No, for me, before I'll give Solana the the floor here in a second. For me, it doesn't, and it's very simple why it doesn't. I think even MVP caliber quarterbacks have rough patches, and I think that's exactly what it was for Tua. I think there was a lot of Mike McDaniel in that as well, the way he was calling the game Danny there was plenty of times where like why is he still passing and not just in the Buffalo game there was plenty of games where he could be like if you run the ball effectively in this in this situation you don't need to put the game on Tua's arm so I think that a lot of it had to do with coaching a lot of it of course had to do with Tua as well but I think those are easy fixes to get the most out of Tua and I think I I told you when we signed Vic Fangio he is going to be the best thing to ha- to happen to Mike B. Daniel because he's going to be able to rub a lot, rub off a lot on Mike B. Daniel in his second year for the Miami Dolphins. What about you, Solano?
2: Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree with you. So I think it was more of a feeling out between Mike McDaniel and Tua. And so, you know, you have, you know, these two uh, first-time coach, first-time ever head coach, and this, you know, quarterback who's basically going through, what, his fourth offensive coordinator in four years. So, I mean, there was a feeling out period that you have there. I don't think you've ever seen, like, a coach and a quarterback ever get together one time, you know, the first year and go win the Super Bowl. Maybe you have. I don't don't know. I'm talking out of my ass there. But, I mean – you you need I mean yeah definitely look it up but that's something that, that that you know I think you need a little bit of time to feel you know your coach needs a little bit, bit of time to feel out the quarterback and the quarterback needs a little bit of time to feel out the coach and I think that's just what they were going through then and if Tua had finished out the year maybe would we would have seen him return back to that MVP you know caliber that he had played the games before because they had that rough patch that they were able to go through
1: mm-hmm. so Any, I do hope they run one
2: more
1: yeah no I uh, look I. I like to think that in the NFL, everybody gets paid, right? So even if you're playing against a bad team, if you look that good to where you're an MVP candidate, right? Or in everybody's eyes, then you're good. Like, no matter who the competition is, right? Because everybody plays these bad teams, but not everybody's considered an MVP candidate. But he was playing to that level, which people were considering an MVP candidate. So I'm not taking anything away from Tua. But I just wanted to pose that question because the last three games, he did look really poor. Now, they were all road games against very difficult teams. So I I understand that that's a, a rough patch that maybe any quarterback could run into, especially against the Niners on the road. But, you know... Was he an MVP candidate, really? Or was he that bad? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I'm kind of curious I to agree. see how
0: this, this kind of works out. I agree. But I, I think until we address that O-line, we're not going to be able to get the best out of Tua. I think you're still going to be able to see glimpses of, glimpses of his greatness. But until you get him some viable protection, I don't think you'll be able to get the most out of Tua Tungabayalua. But nonetheless, sir, we have run to the end of our show. But before we head out, Solana, the floor is yours. Where can everybody find you? Everybody
2: can find me at at Daniel S underscore five, five, five on Twitter or on Instagram at Danny Solana. Uh, Those are my two places. Uh, And then also I have a soccer podcast. It has nothing to do with football. But if you're interested in soccer, we do a a podcast called This is Football. And you can find us on our TI Football podcast where that's all of our ads. So that's where you can find us.
0: I love it man. Hey, listen, I greatly appreciate you coming on. I look forward to talking to you again down the road about these Miami Dolphins. Danny, anything before we head out? No, sir.
1: I just you guys keep beefing up that defense. Go ahead. Keep
0: keep Neglecting your offensive line please We're preparing for Aaron Rodgers, man. Take take man, some. I don't blame some, you. I don't blame take some, you. Take some, take some love to that, man. We're preparing for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Batter Fins Fan podcast off-season show. I am your host, the Beard Fanatic. That was the Batter Jets fan. Solana, again, it was a pleasure from the bottom of my heart to have you on the show. You have yourselves a great night. Thank you. Bye.